I don't know what you're saying, but I I don't know what you're talking about, but Tonight we are talking about the creativity you can have with alcohol. And as we always do, we're going to be delving into the history and the origins of booze life, I guess you could say. But there's a lot more to it than that. Um, when it comes to alcohol and booze and so on, first and foremost, we have to tell everybody, this is all about responsibility. We're not encouraging people going out and being stupid. We're not, that's not what this show tonight is all about. I just want that known right off the bat. Tonight is about the creativity side of it, how it stimulates creativity, how creativity has changed it, how it's kind of worked with our civilization over time, and of course, um, some of our preferences and things that we've thought about over the years. But before we get into any of those things, I would love to say hello to these three other amazing humans that I call co-hosts. I'm just so happy. We've had a great chat before we even started the, the, the record, and I just love these guys. So before we go any farther, Sean, I know you're not drunk. You're are. I'm, I'm not drunk. You, you guys are. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing, man? How's, how's free life? How's, how's not being in jail? Dude, you know what? Not being in jail is actually kind of a bummer. You know, I've always wanted to experience jail. Uh, I'm just kidding. I'm not being serious. I've actually had a few to drink tonight already. So if I say anything really heinous like that, just just let me know. <laughs> I was going to say audition for 60 days in or something. You can... well, hold on, just let me make a couple of phone calls to the YRP there. <laughs> no, don't worry. I'm not. I'm not driving or nothing. So I'm good. I've only I've Very, no, we'll, just drunk off coffee. So I'm we'll good. just make up some shit. You know. <laughs> yeah. No, um, I'm I'm good, man. I'm just um. I'm chilling out. Um, today was a bit of a rough day uh, for first cutting, but um, we uh, we started cutting grass today, uh, so it's the beginning of my season to you know put foot to ass, which is nice. Um, got some good lines in, you know, make some properties look good. Uh, the only issue I had was that it was raining and it was cold, and Sean was soaked and displeased. Yeah, it was kind of miserable a lot of the day today. Yeah, but other than that, I'm uh, I'm setting I'm setting sail, man. I'm ready for Tri City Expo. I'm just uh, waiting on one more thing for the car show, and I'm like, I'm balls to the wall, man. I'm ready. Awesome. Well, so, when is that? When when are you doing uh, that again? June third. So you got a solid month of shows yeah. before then. So we'll we'll find out more about that as we get near. Cool. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Mark, how about you? I'm doing well. I, I'm a little jealous. Uh, Sean's cutting grass and i still have snow on mine so uh, <laughs> it uh it, it snowed last thursday here it didn't last it didn't stick around but uh you know it did snow and i've still got uh the driveway to my uh the garage where my toy lives uh it still has a mm. at least eight inches of snow in spots so yeah there's there's no uh no grass being cut here anytime soon but no uh Ooh, i'm my. doing i'm doing well um i was uh we did a road trip last weekend down to southern ontario uh, it was originally for a concert, but that got canceled because of the cyber attack at Casino uh, Casino Rama. Um, but we ended up having a couple of really good meals with some friends and family, and uh, I got to spend uh, some much needed uh, alone time with Chris. 
so that was uh, amazing of course the dogs are there as well um but uh yeah and uh I, of course I, I think i spoiled all you with the view from my motel room in blind river that the beautiful sunset that i experienced while i was eating dinner so that was uh that was a nice four-day weekend it was nice to have a little bit of time off those are the moments that that just imprint yeah yeah absolutely it's uh you're right in the face yeah, right, right, <laughs> literally right in the right face in the, yeah, pow but, right in the kisser uh, no it's, it was good it was a lot of fun and uh, the drive was uneventful which is what you always want and we managed to get cheap gas in a lot of places because i've uh discovered the the reserve fuel uh which is <laughs> so where that's where we go up here uh it's clear uh usually about 30 to 40 cents cheaper a liter so wow that's be nice yeah yep. that's especially in big gas tanks well good good well thank you for being here and uh, i'm glad you got some time to yourself aurora how about you i'm doing good i'm doing good um i had a bit of a day off today um as you know mondays were closed so um, I got some much-needed rest, and then I went to the gym for, like, almost two hours. <laughs> um, and uh, then I came home, made dinner, and uh, now I'm on the podcast with you guys. I'm super excited to get talking about alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> Not in, like, a like a super partier kind of way. Uh, as you can probably see, my tagline there is wine lover. I love wine, and I love going on wine tours and stuff like that. I went on one recently, so I brought all the wine that I bought um, on said tours um, and some other wine bottles uh, that I had, you know, kicking around my house. Um, and one fancy champagne um, that was given to me because uh, Andrew and I got engaged and my friends gave it to me and I thought it was kind of interesting to talk about. So Cool. That's um, another to... form of uh, creativity that I wanted to talk about as well, for sure. Yeah. There's so many different like flavors, so many different ways that you can mix different drinks like wine and, you know, other stronger drinks. Um, I mean, I, I'm super excited to get into this. Uh, well, let's do it. And let's then pairings it. with food and stuff like that. Like, there we go. Yeah. I mean, we could do a whole show There's, just on that, really. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Like, actually, we should do a food and, and, and wine or food and drink pairing special. Have a chef on. and Anyway, that's... Ooh, we need a, ooh, we need a sommelier. I, I, sommelier. I, I looked for somebody for this episode. Yeah. And the best I can come up with as far as a name was uh, this name. Jack Daniels. Yeah. Which Jack Daniels. Jack Daniels. So is that a Jack and Coke? Is that it is, sir? Yes, it is. Otherwise known as a Lemmy. So what is everybody drinking tonight? All right. Well, why don't we start the episode like that? That sounds great. Do a beverage check. Aurora beverage check. You go first. What is? Hang on. It's it's the thing to take the cork out. Oh. One's a wine bottle opener. Um, I didn't want to open it until the show because I thought it'd be kind of funny to. <laughs> hey. Classic. Um, yeah, so this is from Holland Marsh Wineries. I actually didn't get this on the wine tour. Um, yeah. A week or so before I went to a bridal show at Holland Marsh uh, Wineries, they were holding um, a bridal show with all their like preferred vendors and stuff like that. And I got a chance to try out 
Hollenmarsh wineries. So for um, those who don't know, Hollenmarsh, we live in Newmarket. Hollenmarsh is just on the outskirts of our town. And there's a little road through the canal and they have this beautiful little winery there. And yeah. uh, I see it all the time. And I've actually wanted to run workshops there because it looks so cool. But it, it is very cool. Actually, now that you've said that, I'm getting all nostalgic. I did a, my wife and I did the wine tour there uh, with my mother and father-in-law while my father-in-law was still alive. So uh, it, was, uh, wow. yeah, it was a nice place, really, really nice place. Yeah, I'm pretty sure my sister had her wedding reception there. So I spent an entire night getting absolutely plastered there. There you go. <laughs> That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, it's a beautiful venue. Um, it is a little pricey uh, for yeah, sure because you have to rent the venue and everything separate, like the, mm -hmm. the catering yeah. and all of that. But it's it's beautiful place. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. place. Aurora Mill because she's wedding um, planning. Yes. Yeah. Um, and the wine was amazing. Actually, I don't like red wine. I'm not a big red wine person. I love white wines, rosés, like fruit wines things like that but red wine is not on the top of my list but it's the tenants. holland holland <laughs> marsh wineries uh gamay noir this this red wine i love it i've never said i love a red wine before and i, I love good. this red wine so nice. if if anybody who's listening or um watching or whatever uh, does not like red wine is more of a white wine rosé type of person. This is like a really good red wine. Cool. For that. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, when I think red wine, I think of Manischewitz. Ah, there you go. Yeah, Sean's face. What the who? As a Jewish person, back when I was living with my family, my mom, uh, I celebrated a lot of the holidays. And Passover, you would drink, as even as a little child, Manischewitz wine. Uh, it's very sweet. Tastes like, you know, sweet grape grapes. Juice. Yeah, grape almost yeah. kind of like grape juice, but not exactly. Uh, <laughs> and you can get soused on it, but apparently that's okay. So yeah, that was that was my first experience with wine was the Manischewitz. And every single every single time I I think of red wine, I think of that sweet. So even even mentioned in Adam Sandler's The Hanukkah Song. Yes, that's right. That's right. Yeah. So when you say it's sweet, it's like. Is it like kind of like an ice wine type of? Did you ever have cough syrup as grape cough syrup when you were a kid? Yeah. It tastes yeah. pretty much like that. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So it was like sweet, be, but with like a burn. Yeah, it would. It would be <laughs> like most most people like a dry wine, like a zero or a one, maybe a two, and I think the Manischewitz would probably ring in at about a six or a seven. <laughs> not, yep. not quite an ice wine because I think a white a nice wine is like I, I I'd have to Google it, but I, I think it's higher. A nice wine would still be higher. It's very much like a nice ice wine kind of flavor. Yeah, yeah. very very yeah. sweet. But no, that's not what I'm having. So how do you like that? How do you like your bev from your bev check? Oh, it's it's very good. I, I'm not a huge fan of like the super, super sweet tasting wines. I, I tend to like be on like the drier side of wines, except for when I'm going with maybe like more of a fruity wine or a rosé type of thing. So this is a really nice, like, it's not too dry where it's like bitter. Um, it has like a touch of sweetness to it. It's a, uh, it's the F. Amir uh, Vidal uh, by Holland Marsh Wineries. I, I find it's really nice. Very good. It's nice light, but also not too sweet. Yeah. Well, we'll we'll you check out the bottle well by the cheese or something like. 
Well, yeah. we're the full story now. Yeah. <laughs> like a like a like a, a salty kind of cheese. Um, I don't know what I would choose for that, but yeah, it's very good. I like it. Do you have? You should have cheese with you. What, what? Go get some cheese then. Oh no, no, I'm not going to go upstairs. I bought crackers cheese. though, and I got this little like thing of jam that I got on a wine tour. It's peach and oh. prosecco jam. Oh, um, very nice. It's very good. It's, it's pretty much safe for you to go get cheese, though. Here in my house, I have to pay the cheese tax if I open the cheese drawer. Uh, oh. Sure. Yeah, there's two dogs. Oh, the dogs, expect, yeah. They expect the yeah. cheese tax to be paid when you open that drawer. Uh, that's cheese funny. Tax is brutal, man. When you have dogs, it's awful. Yeah. yeah. I was, <laughs> I was making some dinner tax. tonight, and I'm, like, cutting up carrots, and the dogs are getting carrots. I'm paying the carrot tax and the cucumber tax. And, <laughs> you know, here's a piece of romaine, and they don't want that. There's no dressing. <laughs> carrots and cucumbers, man. Mark, what are you having? I I actually found this. This is a new one for me. It's a Matt Matt and Steve's Caesar. Oh, right on. Um, so I found these at the liquor store. I happened to be driving by and I had a, a gift card in my wallet. Um, and I was out of vodka to make Caesars with. So I went in to buy vodka and I spotted these in the cooler. So I thought I would uh I thought I would buy. I bought four, and this is the only one still standing. <laughs> this one is uh this one it is a hot and spicy extreme bean flavor. Um, and this one is quite good. I did the other one was uh, I bought two different kinds, and the other one was wasn't as good. But yeah, this one is is pretty decent. So cheers, cheers. I have a feeling Sean wouldn't want that one, the extreme bean, and he's no. done. He's done. Those beans, yeah, beans. Well, bean extreme bean would be a pickled, pickled bean. bean so but it's not a pickle. <clears throat> it's not. Well, any any anything that isn't pickled, like I'll eat beans. I don't care as long as it doesn't kill the people in this chat room. I think we're fine. We're good. <laughs> Is it the dill that you don't like? I just don't like pickles. <laughs> you just don't <laughs> like sticking something in your mouth. In it. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> it's ickle. Yeah, so I get you. Perfect. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> it's quite good. I, now I have some other things here uh, as well um, that we'll talk about after. I've got. Yeah. Like, you, you, I mean, I, I have enough here to get really soused if I want, but uh, I don't. <laughs> I got to work. Although I got to work tomorrow, and part of being an adult is you can go to work and get paid and be hungover. Mark, so, nobody is know. paying us eighty dollars to take a shot tonight. Okay, so. All right. Cool. <laughs> It's not going to happen. <laughs> Good enough. <laughs> Sean, what about you? What are you at? I I just got uh, the the good old coffee bean nectarine with my uh, my new cup. Just some coffee. It's a good boy. Yeah, you're no, a good I boy. Was, uh, I I enjoy a one beer a month probably. That's basically it. <laughs> that's yeah. That's my level of alcoholism at this point. Well, I got nothing wrong with that. Here if you want one. Yeah, hey, if you if you can e-transfer it, I will happily drink it. <laughs> that, that'll be the next. Actually, they could probably do that. We could send something to you right now. Hang on a second. Yeah, who who does home delivery in the Newmarket area? Let's see if actually, I can figure this. What's 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 the um, the band that we did the, the old fire hall there, or the the brewery there? I'll bet I'll bet they would. Uh, Ooh, old mill. Oh, the um, uh, 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 old flame. That's old flame. That's it. Yeah, I, bet, I bet they'll send you some beer. You see, oh, things God. I wish I had known before we started recording. Anyway. God damn it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's 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 good. Coffee's good. And and again, there's no this isn't a show about getting people drunk. That's not what we're getting into. We're talking about the creativity behind it, and we're just doing a quick bev check. So for me, this is what I've got. I kind of went the same route as you with the Caesars, yeah. but the Walter Caesar is my absolute favorite. Better than anything. 
They, I don't have to spice them up. I don't have to do anything to them. Right out of the can, they're just amazing. Their cans feel like paper too, which is kind of neat. I know they're, yeah. I, I actually spotted those uh, when I saw these ones, but I, you know, I thought, well, I'll, I'll grab the Walters after, and I was feeling kind of cheap, so um, <laughs> Walters was a little more expensive than the one I bought. I didn't even notice. I don't look at those yeah. things. That's weird. Yeah. That's weird. I have no okay. money at all times, but I still don't really pay attention. I, <laughs> that's I do, the one I, do, I want. I do enjoy a good Caesar, but uh, since I don't technically, I don't measure things with a shot glass. So I just pour the vodka until it looks good. So usually it's about two fingers worth, and uh, and then we're good. Well, but two I, shots puts the whole bottle in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So two two fingers worth of vodka, right? That's what you're doing. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's that's the the trick is at least this way the the alcohol is measured. And uh, I, ca I can't get myself in too much trouble with uh, <laughs> Well, Shock. I'm sure we've all gotten into trouble with alcohol in the past. I haven't been drunk since my stag party, literally uh, 27 years ago. Never once did I get in trouble with alcohol. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I learned that lesson real early. And as soon as, like before that, I, I would go out to bars with my friends and you know you go to the bathroom bumping off the walls trying to find your way to the bathroom you, you do it or you don't do it whatever but the one time that you go too far that's all it takes or at least for me and i haven't needed it since and occasionally like sean says i'll have a beer here or there um maybe i love these caesars like i that's kind of my vice and it, it's pretty much when we go on a vacation that's when we'll get a couple of those and we'll take them on vacation with us and most of the time some will come home with us and you know, it's not a, there's never a bender situation. You know what I mean? But the show tonight is all about how can people use these things creatively or how are they made and, you know, creatively, how are they all designed and thought about? Cause there's so many, there's such a diverse, like every one of us have something a little bit different. Mark and I, I mean, we're kind of the closest with both having a Caesar, but we're Canadian. It's our drink. What do you want? Yeah, right. right. So, I want to talk about that for a minute. So mm -hmm. Caesar, I always get confused with the Caesars. So what it, what goes into a Caesar? Just so that I get an idea. I a have Caesar? tried one once before um, when I was working at Eastside Mario's and they were changing the recipe of a bunch of their like mixed drinks. And one of the ones that they changed the recipe for was the Caesar. So... We all get to, got to try a little taste of it. Mm -hmm. um, not the biggest fan, personally, but <laughs> to each their own. Um, and it could have just been a bad, you know, Caesar option. Um, I've heard from people, people really love the Caesars, like, as like a, like, if they're not feeling very well or something like that. Or uh, I've heard some people say that Caesars are like good hangover drinks. Which well, they're, they're I think it's kind of weird. You drink, <laughs> uh, drink something for uh, when you're having a hangover. But um, yeah, I I just want to know kind of like what goes into it. What, what's okay? So what's in the, the states, a Caesar in the states would be called a Bloody Mary. It's basically uh, tomato juice with uh, vodka, I believe. Uh, same thing, right? Yeah, tomato juice and vodka. And in Canada, they don't like their drinks that boring because that honestly tastes like shit and I've had it and I don't like it. Um, so a Caesar, instead of tomato juice, they use Clamato, which is tomato juice and clam sauce. 
basically. So it has tomato kind of juice, yeah. what's that? Tomato and clam juice. Yeah. Yeah. Clam juice. So it has like a, I'm not going to say a fishy taste, but it has like a different kind of flavor to it. Yeah. Um, and I like it with a bit of a spice. Some people will put uh Worcestershire in there. Give it a little bit of a <laughs> wash, wash your sister sauce. Wash your, wash sister, your sauce. sister sauce. <laughs> <laughs> what? Put a little in there. It's like a famous video on TikTok. This lady yeah. said, yeah, with wash your sister sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I it was it. wash your sister or whatever. Yeah, that's, that's exactly another one. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't often. If I'm usually if I'm on the road, like when I used to travel for work, if I felt like a drink, they're they're expensive in a bar, so I would stop at the LCBO if I was going to be in a place for a couple of days, and I I pick up a half a dozen Caesars and just keep them in the keep them in the fridge, and I have one every night type of thing. But mm. uh, I usually mix my own at home, and I I, I start with vodka. Uh, it's got to be a good vodka. You can't do a cheap vodka like uh, you know you can't. Yeah, I, we won't talk about qualities of vodka, but. Um, a good vodka, a splash of lemon juice, uh, Worcestershire, so Worcestershire sauce. Um, so lime juice, Worcestershire sauce. Uh, of course, I live in Thunder Bay, so heartbeat hot sauce is what I use in mine now. It used to be Tabasco uh, or Frank's, but now it's always heartbeat. And I, I've got a whole, depending on how spicy I want it, I've got a scorpion pepper one I can try or I can do the red habanero. That's the key is the um, spice to it, yeah. right? And then, and then of course, the, uh, the Clamato juice on top. Mm -hmm. So um but that's that's normal yeah. and i've got some really i went to a jay's game many many moons ago and i've got like a large the large tumbler that you get a coke in and that's what i mix a caesar in so it's it's probably about four ounces of vodka and then i fill it right up and uh where, where i get myself in trouble is if chris is working and i have a few um then you know by the time chris gets home she's like you're drunk I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> she's like, I'm drunk. yes you are you know, so, <laughs> yeah well, they're very tasty, and I can see why people would want them after being drunk because it's like a meal. They're thick, they're hearty, and yeah. you drink it, and it's like you're drinking something substantial. You know, Get that's what I like about it. Lights back up and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Otherwise, um, I generally like something with a with a some some kind of pop to it. You know, either like root beer, hard root beer, or Coke or something like that with something in it. But I'm not a big yeah. drinker, as I may have already mentioned. So Same. let's. Let's get into the origin of alcohol, how it all started. Do you guys know when alcohol was actually originated? Any no, idea? No. Sometime when life was probably super fucking boring, maybe. <sighs> super, super <laughs> boring, and anything you ate was disgusting. It was actually like <laughs> 9,000 years ago is the first record of any kind of malted or uh, – not malted um, – distilled – alcohol 9,000 years ago in China. That's crazy. And they couldn't tell if it's actually China or Middle East because they found traces in both cultures way, 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 way back. Um, and it's interesting that they could actually find that information out now this, this far down, which I find is interesting too, because how creative do you have to be to figure out some sort of way to determine that there was alcohol and, you know, <laughs> in the traces of 9,000 year old things. I mean, gosh, there's so much, so much stuff. But yeah, science is cool. <laughs> science is really cool. Um, and of course, the origin of the word booze, because booze doesn't sound like alcohol at all, right? Like, what's the deal with that? Apparently, it's from old Dutch language, which was buies, which translates to drinking vessel, or uh, busen, which meant to drink excessively. Hmm. So to booze it up is to drink excessively. There you, you go. Get boozed up. 
There's all these old art, like other way, other stories that people have. Like according to one legend, the origin of the word dates back to the 19th century American distiller named Edmund Booze, based in Philadelphia. Mr. Booze operated a successful business that became known for its log cabin shaped whiskey bottles. Although many attribute the word booze to booze's influence, it seems that story is just a myth. I mean, there's so many other yeah. stories over time that have come up. Yeah. I don't know. And of it's, course, there was like prohibition. Yeah, I was just thinking that. Yeah. yeah. Where people were making their gin in bathtubs, and you know, hence the term bathtub gin uh, stuff was just to uh, take the paint off your walls. Right. That and was everybody... in the twenties, right? Yeah. 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 I think it was. Uh, uh, now we have to Google it. Let me Google it. When did so When have... did Al Capone become famous? And then they had, um, oh, it's become popular again. Um, 1920 to 1933. It's a pretty decent time for a world to not allow people to have drinks. Yeah. yeah. Well, then you got all the speakeasies creeping in because people still wanted speakeasy. to have a good time. So they still wanted to party. And now, of yeah. course, a speakeasy is a big hit. You go to some places in Vegas, or at least one place in Vegas, where you have to open a special door, and it opens up this wall of books, and you yeah. can walk in. And I think there's a, there's a couple in Toronto, too, actually. Are there? Yeah, they oh, yeah. look like restaurants, but then you can go in, and they have like the, the bar yeah. at the back or whatever. Again, super creative. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's Pro Prohibition Bar in Minneapolis, Minnesota. It's the, probably mm. the closest one to me. <laughs> oh, doesn't open till 5 p.m. on Tuesday. Oh, you gotta wait. <laughs> I gotta wait. Uh. <laughs> um, interesting fun fact about the world's first still. You know where they actually make booze? Um, Maria the Jewess. J-E-W-E-S-S. -S. Apparently she was Jewish, I guess. She created the first still. It was most likely not used for alcohol, though, but for alchemy because she was an alchemist. She was trying to turn materials into other materials, basically, like trying to turn water to gold and things like that. So she built the world's first still. And then, of course, that was uh, used down the road by the Egyptians to make their eye makeup, which they called Kohl, K-O-H-L. And it just basically was that black eye makeup that you see on all the Egyptian posters and stuff like that. And they was all used. They, they made that makeup using the still. And the still eventually started being used for all kinds of different um, – makeups and um, oils and things like that, which eventually turned into, they believe, alcohol by putting rice and other kind of honey and different kinds of grains and things like that in there. So the origin is kind of interesting how it all developed. It all started by things used to make makeup. Hmm. Go figure. Hmm. Who would have thought it? Very cool. Not me. <clears throat> <laughs> there we go. But is it really that interesting? Me. Not really. <laughs> What's interesting is is that there are still places where you can go where it is uh, you, you can't buy alcohol, right? Um, in in certain places, like for instance, you, you keep showing the the Jack and Coke there, and I have, uh, of course, I have my bottle of Jack Daniels here um, that uh, comes from Lynchburg, Tennessee, and Lynchburg is in Moore County in Tennessee, and it is a dry county. You can't buy alcohol in Lynchburg yet. They Produce Jack Daniels what? there. Yeah. Um, so interesting. My wife and I did the tour That's of the distillery. That's so weird. And you can't buy alcohol in in 
Lynchburg, Tennessee. However, you can buy collectible bottles that happen to contain alcohol. So really, got, yeah, I've, we've got I've got a whole bunch like this. This there's actually a story behind this one. This bottle is not mine actually. It's Chris's, and okay, so it's a 26er. So you see how much is left in it. This bottle came home with Chris from university her first time around in 1995. Wow. So this is left over from 95 and it has been in many photo shoots, but uh, <laughs> I, I have the, uh, the matching shot glass. So. Nice. Yeah. You, go. <laughs> you see, that's interesting too. Let, uh, photography. Did you say don't? No. Did you say don't? <laughs> No, I said don't. Oh, I thought you said don't. I'm like, yeah, I'll do shot. I'll do shot right now, man. <laughs> do it, man. Do it. <laughs> no, there's so many different ways that uh, alcohol has has worked itself into our culture and our community structure. Um, that's something I think is pretty interesting. I mean, there's a lot of people who can't party unless they booze first, right? Right. Admit mm -hmm. it. Um, but that's not necessarily everybody. But yeah. everybody that did have booze first will act differently during a party. Correct. Yeah. So any thoughts as to why that is? Well, what is it about alcohol that, that makes people it, drunk? Well, I mean, it lowers your inhibitions, right? It's a, you know, the alcohol affects obviously your, your nervous system, right? So that's why it, it makes you drunk. Like it, it, it inhibits a lot of things. It inhibits, uh, you know, pain receptors. That's why if you, old movies, you know, they take the swig of whiskey, bite down on the leather belt, and then they dig the bullet out of their shoulder or whatever, right? So it helps uh, helps inhibit pain. It, a lot of the receptors uh, that pick up pain, the nerve receptors, uh, it, it helps to dull that. That's why that's why it does that. But also because it affects the brain um, and makes you all woozy and and um, drunk, for for lack of a better word, it's. Uh, it can be fun, right? Because you're sort of not in control, but you're in control. Uh, I don't particularly enjoy that feeling. Um, so that's why I usually one, maybe two. Um, and if I start to feel that way, I stop drinking because I don't I don't like that feeling. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, I uh, I mean having experienced it many times, <laughs> it's and then giving it up and not going there anymore uh definitely have no desire to have that feeling again of the whole unsteadiness and whatever but it's just like i'm reading this story here uh sean belloc phd wrote alcohol benefits the creative process and she says uh why might intoxication lead to imp improved creativity the answer has to do with the alcohol's effect on working memory the brain power that helps us keep what we want in mind and what we don't want out Research has shown alcohol tends to reduce people's ability to focus on some things and ignore others, which also happens to benefit creative problem solving. So uh, one example I heard of this is uh, if you're going to be using alcohol as some sort of mental stimulant, don't do your taxes, right? Because <laughs> you're going to be all over the place. But if you're going to use it to write a song or to be creative, then it's okay because you can kind of be all over the place and you're getting all these influences and you're not you know, you can, you, you can't necessarily control all of it, but you can focus on the stuff that is interesting to you a little bit more. So, um, it's interesting how that could be at the same time though. It's all about balance. It's like yeah. your salad with food, right? It's all about balance. If you have too much, 
you're a hot mess. And if you, uh, if you, if, if you don't have enough, then that's fine too, I guess. Yeah. And I think I know that there's definitely a lot of people out there who have made the choice to cut alcohol out of their, you know, their life basically. And, and that's a good choice for quite a few people because, um, you know, some people can't draw the line or, um, or whatever it may be, or use it as a negative, you know, coping mechanism or something like that. And, um, it's just important to just be responsible when you're, when you're drinking, if you're drinking. And if you don't want to drink, that's fine too. Like it shouldn't be a, um, Peer pressure requirement it should you shouldn't be pressured into it anything like that like yeah. I something about me I didn't really drink until it I was legal to drink um I had it in my head that there was a reason for that um drugs are bad well yeah um <laughs> so the first time I drank I was 18 years old not quite 19 in Ontario but I was in a place where it was legal when I was 18. Um, I went to England with family <laughs> and they offered me something and they're like, oh, well, it's, you're legal at 16 here. And I'm like, okay, I'll give it a try kind of thing. And, um, you know, as long as you're, you know, keeping an eye on your boundaries, right. And you're not overdoing it. I, I think that's fine. I've never, I've, I haven't really been the person to be, you know, blackout drunk or anything like that. I've had a few friends who've experienced that and all of them, like you say, said, Brian, they don't want to do that again because it was a scary experience not knowing what happened um, and stuff like that. So, um, Oh, I know what happened. Know where you... <laughs> well, that's I good. saw the photos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you know, you tell the stories. I was there one night when one mm. of my friends, you know, pushed it a little too far and, you know, it, it, it's a story for sure. Uh, but she, I mean, they have also, you know, said that they don't want to do it again. So, you know, Live I and learn. that. Yep. Exactly. 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 Yep. Now I just do cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't. I I'm joking. Not, um, not at yeah, all. It's, it's, it's interesting how we've all had those experiences. Like I, I had one night where we had gone to the bar in, in Newmarket. It was probably Spotlight or something. And then we went to a party after, and I was the designated driver. And um, I, I remember we got to the party, and it was like, "Oh, have a beer!" So I, I did, um, and then another, and another, and another. And uh, it was a, a great night, great party. Woke up in my own bed the next morning, but uh, woke up and I'm like, "Oh, kind of feel crappy," you know, hungover. And then I realized I was the designated driver. I'd had my dad's car, and I'm like, "Shit." So I like literally go tear ass and out into the living room, look out the front window and they're sitting in the driveway and I see you please is dad's car. And I'm like, Oh my God. So then of course I run out there and I'm looking at all oh, run around the car. Like hope it didn't hurt it. Hope it didn't damage it the whole bit. Right. And, but it was on the wrong side of the driveway. Like his, you know, his dad's side, mom's side. Well, I better move it. So I run back and I get my keys and I go to get in the car and I couldn't get in because the seat was so far forward. So I clearly had not driven the car home. One, it turned out one of the young ladies that had been drinking, drove me and my dad's car home and she i don't know how she got home afterwards whether somebody else followed her but uh 
apparently it was a big thing that I, I realized too late that I had to get my dad's car home. And, and this is home. why you only go drinking with people that you trust. Right. That's right. And, and I had a great group of friends in, in high school. They were very, for the most part, very trustworthy. And um, they, they wouldn't really, they, they, we did pranks, but it was nothing terrible. And uh, they were a great group and they got me in the car home safe. So that's it. Drink responsibly. That's if, if nothing else, you get nothing out of this episode, drink responsibly, call cab, Uber, walk home. I walked home from so many parties. <laughs> oh my God. Um, not, not, you know, obviously there's times when you are the designated driver, but, uh, and if you are the designated driver, that's where pop and water and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff comes in. There are some tasty pops yeah. and there's some yeah, tasty absolutely. water out there. Absolutely. And you can have a lot of fun being this sober one at a party, like just laughing at, yeah. you know, people oh my God. being goofy. And... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah Speak, go, Sean. Tell us what you're, ahead, what you're pointing at yourself. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you a little something about my days as chauffeur. Um, that was a nickname I came up with uh, for myself because I was too busy driving people around because they were piss loaded. Um, but I was always that guy. So I, I have my dad to thank for this one. But my dad always used to tell me this story about when he, he went to this one party. And my dad was like, he was always out partying with his buddies and shit, right? So um, he, he told me, he's like, the first week I got my, he's like, first week I got my, my Z28 Camaro. He goes, you know what? I, I drove it around like I was like I stole it and I was, you know, enjoying my life. And he's like, you know what? I went to a party and he's like, I, I got fucking hammered. He's like, I was so far gone. He's like, I had my keys in my pocket and he's like, I just kept walking past my car. So he would tell me this story over and over and over and over and over again until it was burned into my skull, right? So he would go and he would go home and sleep, and then the next morning he would come and he'd pick up his car. So and uh, not to mention the fact that he raised me on coffee, right? So I've, I've never really been a big, like, drinker. My grandma used to try and force me to drink wine, and I was like, this shit tastes like garbage. And to me, it still kind of does. No offense, yeah. Aurora. I hate wine. It's okay. That's just who I am as a person. I don't like pickles. I don't like wine. Right? <laughs> <laughs> now, don't judge people. <laughs> I'm just a boy, okay? Um, <laughs> Sorry. Hold on, just let me, let me review Sean's contract. It's okay. So it's okay. If we can, if I, we can I, end it yet. Uh, unpopular opinion, I hate beer. I hate it. Fair enough. But that's why I, there is wine me, and that's why there is beer, right? So Because exactly. we're different tastes. Yeah, exactly. So I was always that guy. Uh, again, thanks, Dad. Um, he, I was, he, he raised me to just be this dude that was always like, at every party, if I was sober, I was always like, give me a key. Like, give me the car keys. I held all the keys to everybody who's, who had a car in the driveway. And like, it, again, it was just an excuse for me to drive, which is why I'm, I like to think I'm a pretty decent driver. I think I drive like a grandma because of those, those days, you know, I only had my G1. I was driving people back and forth and, you know, cleaning vomit off their seat the next morning. It was just, Ugh. that was all at work. Um, but no, I mean, being uh chauffeur was fun you know i got to drive people's cars mind you they were belligerent idiots at the time <laughs> um actually john was john was one of those belligerent idiots i've driven home a couple of times um we've had uh we've had lots of fun stories where uh actually john's dad would come and pick us up uh in his in his minivan this was years ago we were like 17 16 maybe and going to parties like a bunch of you know degenerates and um, I remember there was one time where we, we had our one buddy and he was just, he was so blackout. It was ridiculous. 
So we sat him down on like, I guess like in like, you know how they have like the sliding doors for the vans? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we sat him down and the door was open. We sat him down and we're saying bye to the other guys, you know, like, hey, catch you later. Like, good night. Thanks for the party, whatever. And we turn around and our friend Jarek just disappeared. Like, he was gone. We were like, where the hell did he go? And John, of all people, looked down and was like, there he is. And he's just his leg from underneath the van. Because <laughs> he fell over and then rolled underneath the van <laughs> in between the curb and the, and and the skirt. It's a good thing you guys noticed before you moved the car. Oh, yeah, my wow. God. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, well, he made out of felt it. So. <laughs> yeah. There's a significant sized human being sitting in the van. <laughs> And then when we turn around for a minute and then turn back and he somehow magically, you know, Houdini himself out of existence. <laughs> <laughs> this tiny little leg with his van nice. skate shoe on it. <laughs> it was great because it was just a one leg just kind of hanging out in between the curb and the van. So we just enough to let you out. know, don't drive over <laughs> me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good time. Uh I, yeah. I've had my fun, you know, driving people around and you know, it was it was a good time. Um there's obviously been, you know, shitty times where, you know, there's people who are just bugging the hell out of me and uh I've got I've caught in a few knuckle sandwiches uh driving people home. Uh on top of that I had to like stop and try and get hot water from the McDonald's to clean off like frozen vomit from the side oh. of uh, my ex girlfriend's car um it's it's again it's not pretty it's, it's give and take um yeah. you know at, at the risk of of getting people home safely not for not for their benefit for, but for mine to have you know the, my conscience clear um it was definitely uh it was it was quite the experience and even nowadays like me and john like we don't we can't drink much anymore like i i've been drunk probably like i can count on one hand how many times i've been absolutely wasted and um even now, like John and I will go for a coffee because the way we think about it now is like, if we go out and we get absolutely hammered and we have like these very deep, meaningful conversations, we have a good time the next morning, we're not going to remember it. Right. So now me and him, we go out for coffee. We have in-depth conversations. You know, we talk about life, music, you know, movies, shit like that. And even we even chat about the podcast even there. Right. So the next morning I can wake up and be like, dude, that was a brilliant idea from last night. Like, let's do it. Or like, you know, show me, send me that album that we were talking about last night or send me that music we were listening to in the car. Right. So um, now I just kind of, the way I think about it is like, Hey, if you want to get, you know, you want to get drunk, go for it, have fun, whatever. But like at the end of the day, you know, if I want to drink, like I'll have a beer, maybe two max two, like that's my, my limit. Yeah. Uh, cause I can't leave the house without my car and let alone uh, a venue or a bar or whatever. So, um, I like to remember what I'm doing. I like to be in control. Right. Again, being drunk, make me feel yeah. like, you know, control for sure. Yeah. So that's the worst way to avoid it. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's, it's interesting you say that because, um, I, I'm a guy I've always loved music. I've always loved live music and my friends and I always go to concerts. Like I've been to hundreds of concerts and I have never, ever, ever gotten drunk and gone to a concert because you, you work like hell to make the money for the ticket i want to enjoy the show i want to remember the show mm -hmm. i don't want to be blackout drunk and not remember or lying on the floor and not see the show okay to that point yeah and, and to to kind of emphasize that point to anybody who's watching i've been to two concerts where that became an issue one was a kiss concert where uh it was in toronto and my buddy jim and i went to the concert and uh, sorry, just showing off the Maple Leaf shirt. 
<laughs> Maple Leafs. Sorry, go ahead. Round uh, two. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she gone. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I was at the, we were going to the concert, and we basically we took the the train down, and we each had a Mickey of something. I had rum, and I think he had Jack Daniels, and uh, we were drinking that the whole way. Needless to say, we were both pretty for schnockered, right? Yeah. Um, my only way of making sure Jim just didn't fall down and fall asleep in the subway was to make sure I, I bought a Kiss T-shirt, and I had him hold one end, and I held the other end, and I towed him through the the subway areas and we went into some restaurant and everybody was wearing kiss makeup and everybody's like screaming yeah kiss yeah and jim just didn't remember anything and uh so then we get to the concert and he's like kneeing the people in front of him as he's swaying around and partying and they keep telling him to stop and he's like yeah okay okay i'll stop i'm sorry and he'd keep on doing it and like that was not fun for anybody around him right yeah and then the second time was at a Rush concert, uh, believe it or not, same guy, Jim, and he drank so much that he literally passed out on the on the grass yep. and watching the concert. And the security came and said, hey, we're going to have to ask you guys to leave. I was like, what? What? Rush is my favorite band at the time. I didn't know about Tool yet. And, <laughs> and I was not about to leave this concert. I was completely sober. And uh, yeah, so needless to say, he ended up having to go down to the um, infirmary and sleep it off in the infirmary as we enjoyed the concert. Hey, Mr. Show. I mean, that's just like you say, it's such a waste. Such a waste. I was say, actually, you know what? That happened to John and I, funny enough, actually. Um, we we love this band called Have Mercy. It's like a it's like sad boy music. It's just like it's like hardcore, kind of like sad boy music. It it's hard to explain. It's good music, it's fantastic. Um, so we ended up paying it was like me, John, and I think three or four other buddies. We paid a shitload of money to go get these tickets and we took the bus down to Toronto. Uh, we had our skateboards and everything. We were like set for this concert and John got obliterated that night. And it just so happened that it was like near and around his birthday ish. I, I think I can't remember. Probably so. But anyways, he was having a rough week. So, I mean, it made sense as to why he was, you know, you know, pounding back the, the booze or whatever. And um, I was at the bar and I, and I saw this one guy, he had a have mercy tag on his, on his little lanyard. So he's like, yo, are you with, you're with have mercy, right? He goes, yeah, man. I'm like, what's up? I was like, uh, my buddy's having like a really rough week. Like, you know, he loves, we, we both love have mercy. It's the whole reason why we're here. We literally just came to see you guys. And, <clears throat> and I was like, you know what? Like, is there any way like you can dedicate like a song to him? Like, I, I don't care which one, like we've listened to every single album you guys got. Like we're, we love the we love the music, right? If, if one song just dedicated to him, and he's like, you know what? I'll he's like, I'll, I'll 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 figure something out, right? So when Have Mercy got up on stage, the guy I talked to just so happened to be the bassist, and I was fucking, I was like, wow, I can't believe I just talked to that guy. <clears throat> so they played a couple of songs, and uh, the one song that John and I were like super into the most, he was like, yeah, some kid came up to me at the bar. And he was like, you know, asking me if I could dedicate, you know, a song to his buddy who's having a rough week. And he's like, what's his name again? I was like, like, it's John. He's like, all right, this is this for John. And they played the rest of the, of the album just for him. And he was so far gone. And the next morning I was like, hey man, like, do you remember that? Like the concert was so dope last night. He's like, I can't even remember having my oh. up on stage, dude. I said, like, you gotta oh, be shitting no. me. So I had to explain to him that I talked to the bassist and all this other shit. And like to this day, he's still disappointed <sighs> about it. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so awful. 
but I got to enjoy it because I was sober. I was sober as fuck. It was great. I had a good time. But yeah, I was I was like you. I got to drive a lot of people's cars and stuff like that too, right? So uh, my my buddy had a Camaro when uh, right when I got out of high school. It's eighty five Camaro with a big high output motor and everything. I went to we go to parties and be like, yeah, I'll drive. And so then, then you know, midway through the party, the people were like, "Oh, dude, we need we need mix or we need munchies." I'm like, "Well, I'm the sober one. I I got his car. I'll drive." So I'd like, you know, off we go. And and I have the uh, the dubious honor of being the only person that while he owned that car, I was the only person to ever get pulled over in it because he never got a ticket. He never got pulled over. I got pulled over in that car twice that night by the same cop. <laughs> And you live to tell the tale. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't get a ticket either time. I just got a warning both times. So he's like, that's "What? So what do you do?" I'm like, "I'm the designated driver." They sent me out for munchies, and he's like, "All right." <laughs> wow, that's yeah. funny. <laughs> that's good shit. Well, let's talk about something else to do with creativity: getting booze as a gift. Okay. Now, Aurora, you got the uh, package there for your. Oh no, the the champagne. As a gift. Oh, yeah. Right? So this champagne here I got as a gift for my friends, along with a bunch of other things that they gave me. It was really nice. But this is super interesting. It's a 24-karat gold champagne. So there's little flecks of, I don't know if you guys can see it. Yeah, we can see it. Gold shaking nice. around in there. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of interesting. I haven't is tried it yet. To drink? Yeah, so there's there's edible gold. So uh, wow. actually, my friends once had. Um... So you filter it out first. And you keep the gold. Nope. And you trade that in. Yeah, you do. Yeah, but you, you, can, you can drink twenty-four gold leaf. You can drink it. Yeah. You, you can, can get like it. these yeah. sheets yeah. of gold, like really, really thin sheets of gold that people put on food. It's like. Yeah. It sounds so, like a waste like, of money, but I mean, like, fuck it. That's yeah, fancy. it's like it's super, <laughs> it's super bougie for sure. My friends. <laughs> went to get ice cream and they put gold on the ice cream people in peru uh, die for that gold you know that yeah. <laughs> uh so yeah this is pretty interesting i haven't tried it yet but uh i guess i'll try it at some point um, okay so that that but... proves the point exactly though i mean there's there's making alcohol for the reason to get drunk or for the reason to enjoy the flavor mm. and then there's just putting gold in it yeah <laughs> Like yeah. she said, super bougie. That's exactly yeah. it. Love it. It's definitely, it's so I love, you know right. what, though? It's a very memorable present because I've gotten right. so many bottles of champagne since Andrew and I have gotten engaged. But this is the one that I'm saving because it's very unique. Perfect. Yeah. Right? Um, so, yeah, I'll, I'll maybe open it on our anniversary That's or something right. like that. On your 25th yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Uh, I was just thinking our uh, one year engagement anniversary. Not, but. Champagne, I wouldn't wait that long. There are certain things like this bottle of Jack Daniels. It's not going to go bad. So you're good. Um, I was yeah. going to say it must be, it's going to be a pain in the ass to piss away all that money. What do you have as a gift, Brian? Well, I, okay. So in December, our, I'm in a semi. The other half was sold. And the people had lived there forever. Amazing family. Uh, they were renting. And all of a sudden, their landlord's like, nope, you got to go. We're selling the house. So the people that bought it since then have been doing renovations. And, you know, we're not the kind of people to complain or say anything when you hear the noise. And Shelly's mother lives in the basement full time. So it's like she's hearing this all the time, right? The grinding and the this and the that. 
So finally, uh, a week ago or so, I just went, knocked on the door, and I was like, hey, guys, uh, when are you going to be done? <laughs> you know, like, is there a timeline? I'm not trying to raise a stink. I'm just kind of curious what the timeline is so I can tell Shelly's mother that, you know, it's going to take this long, whatever. And he felt horrible. He says, I didn't even know it was bothering you. I didn't know you were hearing anything because we hadn't said anything, right? Like, if you don't say anything, they don't know. So um, he was super nice about it. He said, don't worry about it. You know, the noise will stop and blah, blah, blah. The point isn't the noise. The point is a couple days later, he stops me outside and he hands me this little crate here with these two bottles of wine inside and this little vintages Ooh. LCBO Ooh. wood. Mm, it smells beautiful. Um, this wood kind of thing. Yep. And I had never gotten a gift like that. Like every year for Christmas, Ross used to work with us at, at Henry's. He'd give us each a bottle of wine. In fact, I think uh, one of these bottles back here is from Ross. Uh, I don't drink a lot, so this stuff kind of accumulates. But these two bottles, it was really nice. This is It's all packaged with this like uh, kind of wheat stuff or whatever the grassy kind of stuff is inside there. And he says that his brother is a sommelier and specifically chose these two bottles of wine because he thought they were good. And I'm like, that's really, really nice of somebody to do something like that. I mean, you know, it's not cheap, right? So, yeah. Awesome. Um, so, I mean, getting gifts like that and you see, you know, commercials where people are giving a bottle of crown Royal or yeah. whatever, as it's like some sort of special gift. And, and, and it is a special gift because to be honest, a lot of people like myself won't go to the store and buy booze because it's $30 a bottle. Or more. Or more, yeah. You know, when I was a kid, you can go buy a bottle of booze for $7.99. But I was a boy. I used to run this store. Gosh, darn it. I sounded like some old guy. I'm just getting looks from Shelly. We made the gin in the bathtub. Jesus fucking Christ. Awesome. So I was sounding like an old toot. That's what I was trying to That's right. Shelly's like, hey, who's in there with Frank? I know. What's going on in there? Yeah. And then the other way you get gifted things my my father in law, he loved scotch. And um, I remember we always used to buy him bottles of scotch for his birthday, Christmas, whatever. He just all loved all these different scotches. Um, so he had quite the collection. And uh, when he passed away, my mother-in-law handed me the key to his liquor cabinet and said, go, go pick yourself a bottle. So I have, this is a 14-year-old single malt Oban. And it's not going to, of course, it's not going to. Uh, but yeah, this is from my, my father-in-law's private collection and it's, uh, uh, I don't even think it's open yet. Uh, but yeah, it's, uh, huh. I don't know when I'm going to open it. Uh, I'm not a huge Scotch fan, but I will, I will drink this in Neil's honor one day. I'm thinking his, his birthday already passed for this year, but, uh, maybe next year on his birthday, I'll open it and, and have a Scotch in Neil's honor. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, so that's, I like how a good way to, a good way to have that booze could be very sentimental, you know, yeah. Yeah, have a toast yeah. for somebody, you know. Yeah, you never yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and, you know, a lot of times you'll see, you'll see uh, in movies and stuff they'll pour one out for, uh, you know, for a lost one, right? They'll mm -hmm. they'll have pour it out for the homie. And, and pour one out. But uh, yeah, I, I don't drink a lot, but I'm not wasting the alcohol. Shit's too expensive for that. It really is. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, so we've talked about uh, drinking and and a lot of things, creativity somewhat. You know, uh, there's some of the most creative songs have been written when people were yeah. drunk or whatever. But 
what about mental health? What is the relationship between uh, alcohol and mental health? Because I think that's something that's uh, needs to be discussed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I mean, uh, to my understanding, in most cases, it's actually a negative, a more negative impact. Yeah. In the moment, at that time, you feel happier and you feel, you know, at a high point. But um, you know, hours or like the next day later. Um, a lot of people who experience like, let's say depression and, and that kind of thing, it's actually amplified those feelings even more. Um, I actually have uh, quite a few people in my family who are completely sober um, because of, you know, because um, of their experiences with alcohol and mental health as well yeah. um, and how it impacts them. And, um, you know, like I'm, very proud of them. Jace is one of them. Jace was a, a guest on our show. Um, and Jace has been sober for a year or two. Um, but uh, it's it's one of those things that it's, I mean, maybe in the moment you might feel better momentarily, but for the days after um, or day after, it, it can give you a real low <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. I did a little research mm -hmm. and I was on the mental health foundation website and it, it goes into how alcohol affects your brain. Mm -hmm. So first of all, alcohol is a depressant, yeah. right? So that can disrupt the balance of neurotransmitters, chemical messengers in your brain, which in turn affects your behavior, your thoughts, your behavior, how you process um, chemical changes in your brain can soon lead to more negative feelings such as anger, depression, or anxiety, Regardless of your mood, that was the line that really caught me. You can be in a great mood. You can be in a horrible mood. And it's always going to lead to more negative feelings such as anger, depression, or anxiety. Yeah. Alcohol also slows down how your brain processes information, making it harder for you to work out what you're really feeling <clears throat> or the possible consequences of your actions. So uh, obviously, alcohol problems and mental health are closely linked for sure. Research has shown that people who drink alcohol are more likely to develop mental health problems. And it is also true that people with severe mental health illness are more likely to have alcohol problems. It's a self-medication thing, yeah. right? Um, yeah. You think you're going to numb the pain by not worrying about it tonight, just having another drink or having yeah. another toot or doing whatever you do just to you know get through that. So I think – for us, uh, and, and again, part of this whole conversation is the responsible approach yeah. to this very volatile thing, potentially. Uh, what I would really like to get across to everybody is the fact that, you know, alcohol is all fine and dandy if you're doing it in small doses or appropriate doses. But at the same time, being a smart human is always first. Yeah. Looking at the reality of what you're doing. It doesn't have to be alcohol. It could be water. You can you could die from too much water. I mean, you can die from a number of different things that you wouldn't think are harm harmful to you. But the simple fact that alcohol does alter how your brain processes and it does do different things to you. And it is uh, gonna suck the 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 liquid out of you. You know, <laughs> you're gonna have to drink more water and you're gonna have to, you know, really yeah. compensate in other ways. Um I think that's really important for people to realize. It's not just about, you know, hey, you can't just yeah. drink. It'll kill your kidneys. Yeah. It'll kill your liver. It'll, it'll do all kinds of major damage. 
Uh, and forget about the mental health and the brain side of it. It can do physical damage. So, yeah. <clears throat> oh, exactly. I, I remember uh, many, many years ago, um, I had a, uh, I don't want to call it a real serious relationship. It was right out of high school. But uh, when, when that one ended, I, I tried to drown my sorrows. And I, I, I drank a lot in that time period. And a friend of mine sat down beside me and he's like, Hey man, how are you feeling? And I'm like, you know, I'm feeling sorry for myself, you know, sitting there with my pity party and my beer and whatever. And, and, uh, and he goes, yeah, they, they, they don't drown easily. Eh? And I go, what? And he goes, your sorrows. He says, they're the best swimmers in the world, man. The more you drink, the more they just sit there and tread the fucking water. And, and it was like, I thought I was, I was like halfway through a beer and I looked at him like, and I and, and you know we'll talk with the girl because she knows who she is. Uh, anyways, uh, but she, uh, I, put, I put that beer down, and I don't I don't think I drank. That was probably the last time that I really drank heavily, like where I was drunk and and you know sobbing and you know feeling sorry for myself. But yeah, that's probably part of the reason why I don't enjoy the feeling of being drunk now. Um, that's why like I have one because I, I, I fully plan. I, I drank my Caesar. I was gonna have a shot of this Jack Daniels, but then I. See, my cheeks are going a little rosy, and I'm like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. I opened my bubbly here. I got water on the go now, so yep. uh, I'm good. I finished my Caesar. I've got water myself. Yeah, but uh, I, no, never, I never quite no, understood. I never quite understood. Aurora's still drinking whole... wine. Sorry, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> Get it. You deserve it. You worked out. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm fresh out, dude. I'm out. Ugh. It's a bummer. Yeah. But, uh, no, I never quite understood the whole like drinking to to numb the pain thing. I mean, like, yeah. mind you, I beat myself to a pulp throwing myself downstairs. You know, being a depressed piece of shit all the time, right? With my, you know, you know, like especially with like the whole situation with my dad and whatever else, and then like high school on top of that, and then you know, girlfriends on girlfriends, you know, back and forth, and it was uh, it was a it was a hard time, but like the only way I could deal with it without like you know drinking myself into oblivion uh was tossing myself down some concrete steps you know and just destroying my body and feeling sorry for myself the next day but that was that to me was the way i could like feel how i was feeling but like in a physical way and then i could like understand you know how how those like thoughts and you know my my mental health and that and that's you know th those years could affect me like physically right so yeah. i would go like non-stop and then i'd pay the price for it for the next like week and be like yeah. fuck like you know like there's there has to be another way yeah. so to me i i figured like if i was gonna drink you know drink my sorrows away like you said they're they're best floaters in the world yeah um for me it, it didn't make any any sense right so this is why another reason why I didn't, you know, drink as much as, as all my friends did, because all my friends would, you know, they would get in and out of relationships and they would, you know, be a piss tank for a month and a half. Right. And then um, being the sober guy, I'd have to deal with them, you know, crying and, you know, being angry and, you know, treating me like shit. Yeah. And then I just have to sit there and take it. And then the next morning be like, no, no, no it's okay. Don't worry about it. It's fine. I get it. So now it's like, you know, I don't really surround myself with those kinds of people no more. Like if you want to drink yeah. and drown yeah. your shit, go for it. Do it away from me. Um, there's so many other ways. Like John himself has told me so many times, he goes, therapy is a break is a thing of beauty. Yeah. He goes, if you don't, if he's like, if you never tried it, he's like, I suggest you do. <laughs> so Absolutely. even me, like now, now, like I, you know, I clean my car, I go for a drive, whatever. I don't skateboard as much as I'd like to anymore. 
but like it's harder for me to <clears throat> deal with my emotions now because i'm not beating the crap out of myself with my skateboard right so it's harder for me to kind of deal with my stuff so i gotta try therapy i gotta get to it but for now it's just coffee and detailing my car <laughs> that's basically and, and, it. and you know what cleaning can be very therapeutic as well right i yeah I do that. Uh, like chris always knows if if she comes home and i'm on my, my hands and knees scrubbing the floor she's like what's wrong <laughs> yeah. right? like, i'm a guy I, i'm like i have a Roomba for that right i don't know how to describe it, but it's uh yeah, I know. If I'm if I'm cleaning, if I'm in a cleaning frenzy, she knows there's something wrong, right? Because it's uh, it can be therapeutic for sure. And there's there's definitely other ways, you know, to deal with you know emotional and mental stress, right? Yeah. Like there's there's therapy, like you know, like you yeah. go and exercise. You know what I mean? Like people play video games, much like me. I I play them because I'm an idiot. I'm a mindless moron. Sometimes I just like to drown my my brain power yeah. in this television. Well, you're, what you're doing is you're <clears throat> shutting it off. You're, it's like reading a book, right? But different. You're you're yeah. you're going into an altered reality uh, without a substance, right? You're you're in the game. You're in the book. You're in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And like, there's different coping mechanisms, right? Like I went to the mall today and I don't really like being in large crowds of people anymore. Like yeah. I used to love it when I was a teenager. So like now when I go to the mall, like Robin and I went to the mall today to go find myself a shirt for a wedding I'm going to next month. And the entire time I'm just making stupid jokes because like, that's how I have to deal with being in a place filled with people. I don't know. And mm -hmm. quite frankly, a bunch of humans I possibly don't like. <laughs> so mm -hmm. I had to deal with it somehow yeah. by making stupid jokes, right? Like yeah. came out of the came out of the, the, the dressing room with a white shirt on. I was like, I feel like a priest. Like, don't look like a priest right now. There you go. Like, is, is, this, is this fitting? Like a priest? Is it weird? And she was you, you need, what you need so. is the black collar with the white square on it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You really want to pull it off. If you're going to be right, priest, yeah. you got to go full priest. Go full priest. Know, yeah, just full yeah. priest. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I like to hear though that you are finding ways to cope. Yeah. Because we all have ways to cope, and if alcohol is that way, it will never end well for anybody, right? Yeah. And all that being said, alcohol can be fun. So, let's talk about your favorite drink, quick and easy. What's your favorite drink to have, if you were to have an alcoholic beverage? Mm -hmm. One that we have not already talked about. Yes. Or yeah, so I mean it could it be it could be something we've yeah. talked about, but ultimately what is it change it up would be great. But ultimately, sure. like if you were to have one alcoholic beverage that's nostalgic and then it tastes good and that you, it's just that right, what would it be? This is like the what's your jam question, like so kind of yes. so many. But that's how we're gonna it, end it the is. show, kinda, yeah. Yeah, yeah it damn is. it. <laughs> I could tell you mine. Yeah, go for, it. go for it. So mine comes from a story, my, my very, very first time getting drunk. And that was when I was living in Vermont. My mother was a barbershop course director, and her barbershop course was all in town, staying at the Londonderry Inn, which was literally just up the street from where we lived in Londonderry. So it's like you go across a bridge and up this little street, and there's the Londonderry Inn. So I went to this Londonderry Inn with my friend Scott and my mother's friend, uh, who was a DJ. Um, Sue Smith, great DJ name. She gave me my first drink, which was uh, cherry coke and uh, cherry coke and vodka, vodka, gin, gin, okay. gin, and no Southern Comfort. That's what it was, Southern Comfort and cherry coke. So the Southern Comfort and cherry coke was super sweet and super awesome, 
and I had like three of them and yeah. I felt like awesome. And then we went back to the house. Numb. Yeah. Comfortably numb. Walked back to the house, basically busted into any cabinet that had booze in our house and took whatever booze we can find and just started drinking whatever we can find. Got totally for schnockered and fell down the stairs and was stupid. It was Vermont in like 1985. So what are you going to do? Right. Um, there was no internet. There was nothing. So anyway, long story short, if I were to have that one drink, it would be that cherry Coke and uh, alcohol. And that was just delicious at the time. That's my nostalgic moment. And I would probably only have one and then I'd move on. Or I would probably have a white Russian because they're just delicious. What's a white Russian? Uh, white Russian. I'll find out the exact answer to this question and tell you. It's because... a beverage that contains alcohol. Yes. <laughs> it has a lot of, has a lot of um, artillery. Mm. Get it? Yes. Oh, speaking of artillery, actually. Uh, so I forgot because everyone's showing off their, their bottles and whatever else. Right. And I feel left out. So I actually had to beg Robin to grab. Uh, she bought this like vodka thing. Yeah. And it's like this, this like awesome, cool little bottle. And I, I told her when she finishes it that she's have, she has to give me the bottle. Yeah. Um, look at that. Thing. Oh, oh crystal, that's the crystal oh. skull. Um, yeah. Damn it. Who it's owns that? a little that? orange juice um, in it, but. Dan, Dan Aykroyd owns that distillery. Yeah, really? I, I, I bought some of that. I had um, um, when I worked for the previous company, I did a big store opening, and the owner, the owner of the store, gave me an LCBO <laughs> gift card, so I bought a bottle of that for myself. Yeah, it was good. It's, good vodka. it's cool, man. I think it's called uh, Crystal Skull Vodka. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think it's awesome. Yeah. It's just like yeah, I, I don't know what it is with yeah, me and, cool. and loving everything and all things yeah, death. They're awesome. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Nice. But like I saw that and I was like, this is neat. <laughs> so the, the white Russian? Yeah. White Russian is vodka, Kahlua, and cream. There you go. That's why it's delicious because the Kahlua and the cream make it rich and the vodka cuts it a little bit so you can actually drink it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it, it looks it looks awesome too because it looks like so, this. Nice. Oh, interesting. Yes. And go. a nice pair of hey, short are, pants. Yeah, those are some nice shorts. Yeah. If you, if you, <laughs> If you just do milk in the Kahlua, it's a brown cow, right? And and if you don't put in the cream, then it's a black Russian. There you go. And the cream is what makes it yummy. Perfect. So for me, yes. for me, I'm a, I'm a beer guy. Um, and uh, when I was in my youth, I, I drank a lot of beer, drank a lot of beer. But now I prefer, I, like I say, I have one, maybe two. And I prefer, like, this is Lake of the Woods. So this is uh, a brewery that's in Kenora, Ontario, which is about five hours west of me. Um, I've got uh, this one here, a Swingbridge Blondale, which is made by the Manitoulin Brewing Company. Um, so I had this first on Manitoulin. It's, it's delicious as a, as a Blondale. But right here in Thunder Bay, we've got two awesome. I don't have one of them, but I've got this is uh, Sleeping Giant in Thunder Bay. And they do uh, they have a bunch of beers. Quitting Time is a really good one. And there's also uh, Dawson Trail Brewery. So I usually go for a craft beer because they've got a lot of flavor. Um, but yeah, I've, I've been a beer guy forever cause it was, it was easy, you know, you either worry about mixing it. It wasn't as hard as like, say, uh, you know, vodka or, or rum or something like that. <clears throat> um, and, uh, and I could buy it. So, um, like at 14 years old, I was going to the liquor store and, or into the beer store and, and buying cases of beer for, 14. My, for my sister's friends. And when I was the big hero, you degenerate you, it was, it was <laughs> awesome. My, this is fun. My 19th birthday, I go, into, I go into the beer store and I've got two cases of beer and, uh, so I put them on the I put them on the rollers and I come up and the girl goes, say, hey Mark, how's it going? I go, I'm, I'm doing good. And she goes, two cases party tonight. I go, yeah. She goes, what's the occasion? I said, it's my birthday. 
And she goes, awesome. Happy birthday. How old are you? And I go, 19. <laughs> and she just goes, what? You've been buying me for five I, years, Mark. I go, 19. <laughs> and she goes, she goes, give me some ID. Only time in my life I ever got ID'd my 19th birthday. So I show her my driver's license. She looks at it, looks up, and she's like, you asshole. I've been serving <laughs> you for like six years. <laughs> yes, you have. <laughs> you can't but, bust yet now. It's too late. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> That was that was my uh, that's my degenerate story. But I used to <laughs> I used to get my sister would call me up and because uh, she was my sister's older than I am, uh, much much older than I am. And but her <laughs> friends they all looked uh, you know younger, right? So I would go in and buy all the beer. I was like the big hero. Uh, it was great. And my sister had a lot of really good looking friends. So uh, you know that helped. Nothing nothing ever came of that for poor young Mark, except he was the hero and he. It know, made I you feel some, good. I got some hugs, and that was all I needed. Nah, isn't that sweet? Hugs. <laughs> yeah, it was good. It was, it was a good time. I, I remember my we, we, these stories used to come out with uh, family dinners, and my mom, my mom was talking. Wait a minute, how how old are you? Wait, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she didn't know, right? <laughs> All right. Well, who's next, Aurora or Sean? Sean, you go first. Uh, oh boy. Oh, I, like, I know you don't um, drink a lot, and we're not asking you to. But is if there was an alcoholic beverage, what would what would be your what would float your boat? You know, uh, again, I'm I'm a big beer guy. I love I love beer whenever I get the off chance to drink it, uh, or the money enough to drink it because it's it's expensive now. It is really expensive. Um, I was gonna get some so, Sleeman Honey Brown for this show, and I was like, oh, no, oh, so I'm good. good. It is so um, good. That's I, my I like the original draft of <laughs> Sleeman. Yep, good stuff. Yeah, and brewed here in Ontario. Yes, yeah. that's true. Mm-hmm. Um. It's it's a it's like a uh, a tie between uh, Bo's Lug Tread, which is the first craft beer I ever shared oh, with, uh, that's with a good John, one. my best friend. Um, Bo's Lug Tread really you know, yeah. hits the spot. Yeah, I like that. Um, that or um, usually when I go to uh, you know my Portuguese uh, family gatherings, they have this beer called Segrish. Um It's like this nice little like shitty brown bottle, and it's it's literally as if like. Portugal took like Mexico's recipe for Corona and was like, let's just make it Portuguese. And then I was like, this is great. This tastes fantastic. It's like drinking a Portuguese Corona. So, and it's cheap too. A six pack was like 10 bucks, like four or five years ago. I don't know how much it costs now, but 55. I just looked it up. It's 55 bucks right now. Is it Gosh, actually? I don't know. What oh I'm my god! About. You, got it. <laughs> yeah. you scared but me for a second. Everything is that much more now. We had film go up ten dollars in one day for one roll of film. Everything's oh, stupid expensive. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, Aurora. What about you? I mean, I don't know. Cause there's so many. There's so many good things. So I guess one of the reasons why I really like wine is the first time I had drinks, I had white wine spritzer at my great aunt's house, and she was encouraging me to drink. Um, so I thought that was funny. Um, and it was made with, with like this, like spritzer, like lemonade almost kind of thing. Cause lemonade in England is, is actually carbonated. Um, so it's just like a hint of lemon with like carbonated kind of water. Um, so I really do like the flavor of that. So sometimes when I'll have wine, but I don't want too much, right. Uh, I kind of want a lighter flavor. I'll get that, but I really love tequila. <laughs> Um, That'll be the soundbite of the show. Aurora saying, yeah. "I really <laughs> love but tequila." Do, but do you like it? Why would you love the worm in it? Uh, oh. I really do. I like it a lot. Um, so I love 
a good lime margarita. That's and it's like one of these things that me and my friend uh, Elisa we like to go get tacos at Made in Mexico, and they have oh, the best lime they, margarita. And they have um, the, best, the best tacos too. <laughs> the best tacos too. Like this they is do. the best place <laughs> yeah. to go to go eat Mexican food, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, so we'll, well enjoy when, some when we like do, delicious tacos. And when we do margaritas. expressions comes to Thunder Bay, mm -hmm. we'll take you over to Nortenos. Okay. Uh, yeah, we Chris and I had dinner for there last night. <laughs> I won't. I won't uh, <laughs> stop eating now and and wait for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for us all to make it to Thunder Bay. Well, aren't we doing expressions? Does Thunder Bay? Is that kind of like I'm... Debbie does Dallas? Right. Except, <laughs> <laughs> except we're just going to go up there and drink booze and have Mexican oh, food. Yeah, Mexican food. We're going to hit all the experienced foods. In <laughs> Actually, you know what? Quick question. Hold on. If you guys could try, okay, because I know there's, there's a bunch of drinks that I haven't tried that I'm kind of curious. James Bond's martini, whatever, is one of them. And, um, Sex on the beach again. I hate I I hate talking about John so much, even though he's my best pal. But sex on the beach is is something that he always says is uh, it's it's a great drink, but it's a terrible activity. Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> I want to try it, uh, just the drink, because I feel like the activity is worse. Uh, sand no. in places that there shouldn't be sand. Um, but <laughs> I'm just curious of, of like what drinks you guys like yeah. haven't tried that you really want to try. Ooh. What is a cocktail? I think a drink that I haven't tried that I'd like to try would be absinthe. Oh, that's fair. Oh, I think I, that's. I had, I had the opportunity and chickened out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, think that would be the only yeah. thing I would. Yeah, I really do. Isn't absinthe like moonshine? No, no. it's like a hallucinogenic yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. It's like green. I haven't tried it, but nope. that is definitely something that I want to try at least once. Yeah, no, I, I am loaded. I took it out because <laughs> I never, I never, I never tried drugs at all. I didn't try pot. I didn't try nothing, not nothing at all. I just, I, I, I couldn't, um, like I said, that's why I did beer. I was a beer guy <laughs> and I, I didn't do drugs, nothing. And uh, I'm just, I didn't do you know, no mushrooms, no cocaine nothing i didn't so I you didn't tried, do drugs i never even tried smoking i never tried smoking it was just beer beer and if i smoked anything it was tires that was it <laughs> yeah so I, I i don't yeah not a i chickened out chicken nothing wrong with that yeah yeah i yeah i feel like it would be interesting to try that but i wouldn't say that that would be that i would want to try that I haven't tried. I really wanted to try an old fashioned for the longest time. Yeah. And I had kind of a not so good version at it at like a wedding because I just asked for it and they're like, oh well we don't really have the stuff for it, but I can make something like it. So maybe I'll just kind of say an old fashioned. Um because I don't know why. I, I just want to try it. I want to go to like a good mixology mix mixing place. Um whatever they call it. Um and get like uh, like a traditional fashion. You mean like a bar? Yeah, like a bar, <laughs> but like a, a bar that does like fancy cocktails because you can okay. there's so many of them right now. Um, and that oh, yeah. would be the only thing that you do for that night is you get one fancy cocktail and you just like talk to your friends or whatever. Um, so that would probably be what I would try. Very cool. 
So yeah, yeah I've got. Uh, I'm going to share my screen here since you're talking about it. Uh, how do I? How do I share screen here? Present. Share screen. <coughs> share screen. Sean, did you say the drink yet that you wanted? <clears throat> uh, it was. It's probably sex on the beach. Oh, okay. Maybe. Maybe. There's your old fashioned. Beach. I don't know. Yeah. That's, well, that was actually my drink. My friend made it, and, and it was actually <laughs> smoked. He had the the dome where they they use the little smoke smoker it. and they put oh. smoke under the dome, and he made it. it was It was very good. Uh, I was I was pleasantly surprised at my yeah. old fashioned. But uh, yeah, it was delicious. My friend Jay made that at a Christmas party a couple years ago. Hence the the bokeh. Christmas in the lights. Yes. Yeah. 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 I I feel like the smoke the smoky cocktails. I had uh, one of my friends make something like smoked cinnamon or something like that yeah. and oh my gosh oh, some of the I best should, drinks i've ever had i don't know what he made but it was really good have you guys watched the shows where they compete to make the best moonshine or they compete to be the best drinks on netflix yeah yeah there's moonshiners and there's another one where they they have like cocktails that they have to compete to make the creativity that goes into some of these drinks is unlike anything i've ever seen <clears throat> oh, is this your whole photo shoot? Yeah, hold on. I can I don't I've got a different one. Let me uh I gotta stop. I'll reshare it because I've got <laughs> one of the, I've got it in the uh with the smoke. In the smoker, yeah. Yeah, I mean some of these shows are insane. Um they spend, you know, whatever their time allotted to make these special custom drinks, and then these special tasters will drink the drink and like give their opinion on it. And uh, there's some fascinating like the moonshine stuff is hilarious because you have these backwoods moonshiners yeah who are like making these fancy flavored moonshine drinks they have the still and they're taking the first batch and the second batch and you learn so much about how these things are made it's pretty fascinating yeah so i'm not sure whether to let me flip through oh the wow there we go yeah that's yeah. cool yeah it was really really neat that's like a proper. <laughs> I love the shirt. That's the best photo of Mark I've ever seen. <laughs> there you go. Oh, man. Awesome. Can we make that the cover photo for this episode? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I just about did a screen capture. No, I'll, I'll send it to you. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll do it when I edit. I'll get it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Mark, what what's your drink that you want to try? I, you know what, I don't think I have one because um, I I've tried so much. Although, actually, no, you know what, I, I'll change that. My uh, a good friend of mine lives in Germany, and he was over here a couple of years ago, and he's big into the gin and tonic, and. We were at the LCBO and they've got like like Brian's um, uh, Jack and Coke in a can there. They you can buy a gin and tonic premixed. So he was talking about how good a gin and tonic could be. So he bought a couple of these things, and we're, we we start drinking them. He looks at me, he goes, "No, you know, you gotta have a good gin and tonic." So I think a gin and tonic to actually have a a good with a good gin and a good tonic, like the stuff that's pre canned is just shit. So, so uh, that first day that I got drunk with the the London Dairy Inn and the whole thing, yeah. that's what we were pretty much drinking when we got back to the house. We just had G&Ts, gin and tonics, and, and gin Cokes, and we just had a big bottle of gin. We just Gin is a very interesting flavor. It's kind of like piney. It's pretty versatile. Yeah. 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 I like uh, gin and ginger ale. <laughs> it tastes very Christmassy. 
to me. Very Christmassy. Christmassy, yeah. I would recommend <laughs> trying that if you want like a Christmassy kind of tasting drink. I think of Christmas, I think of like eggnog. Mm. I don't like Ryan, eggnog. The rye and ginger is, is good. I like the rye and ginger. Rye and ginger, okay. Yeah, but it's got to be like a good rye, right? Like a crown or something like that. So let's get to the end of our conversation today. And let's mm. do that by saying, what would you recommend? Uh, what would your last takeaway be, I guess, for this episode um, as far as <clears throat> creativity and spirits? Let you each mm. kind of have one last thought on that. Uh, <clears throat> in terms of like creativity, I mean, like, you know, if you're going to mix a drink here and there, like a little bit, you know, try some new things, right? Like, you know, Google a little something, something. I'm sure there's recipe books you can get on Amazon for yeah. cocktails or whatever. Try something different, you know? Um, on top of that, um, to the, to the, to the tune of, you know, being responsible when it comes to drinking. I mean, you know, always make sure that you're not, you know, drinking and driving. I'm huge on that because, you know, I've seen one too many, you know, things in my day. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, drink responsibly, know your limits, play within it. Um, and, you know, everything in moderation is, is good, right? Everything in moderation is never a bad thing. So, you know, always be <clears throat> really responsible with that kind of shit. Like even, you know, smoking dope and whatever else, right? Like, yeah. As long as you play with your limits, you know, you know, you know when to stop yourself, like, you know, just be chill with it. Don't go overboard. And um, definitely if you have one of those, one of those personalities where you feel like you can, you know, you, you have to drown your feelings and your emotions and your mental health and in booze or whatever, um, try, try something different, maybe therapy, try skateboarding, you know, or take, take a photo class with Brian. There you go. There you uh, go. Sounds a good idea to me. We still need to go part two, Sean. Yeah. Yes, I know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm so busy. Sorry. <laughs> right. We'll we'll get it done. We'll get it done. Mark. Um, I I would say yeah. Try try something different. Try something you don't normally drink. Um, get out get out of your comfort zone a little bit. Um, you know, don't just uh, you know, like if you're a Bud Light guy, that is absolutely fine. If that's what you like to drink, have your Bud Light. But you know, try a Coors Light. Try a uh, make a low ultra try, you know, uh, drink a beer with flavor, maybe, um, try a Sleeman's <laughs> or, uh, something like that. Um, you know, just get, get adventurous, try, uh, support local. Like I know in Newmarket, you've got the firehouse, um, here in Thunder Bay. I talked about, uh, the sleeping giant and Dawson trail, you know, uh, wherever you are, uh, that's one thing I've always liked doing is when Chris and I travel, I'll have a beer. Uh, but, you know, like when we were in Belize, I had a local beer, uh, Belize beer. Like you, you could buy Budweiser. It was there. But again, I, I want to support local as well. So I would drink the local beer from Belize um, or or whatever it was they had. So try a local drink if you're somewhere. And as Sean said, uh, you know, uh, be, be responsible. Um, uh, and with that said, part of being responsible when you're drinking is um if if we're drinking and tonight is a classic example there's three of us with a drink and sean doesn't have one so instead of instead of us all going sean oh go go get a drink come on grab a drink grab a drink no no sean chose not to have a drink and that is absolutely fine i mean chug 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 no never pressure anybody to have a drink 
Um, never pressure somebody to have a drink. Never ask them why they're not having a drink because they could have their own reasons. I mean, they could be in rehab. I mean, um, if you've if you've done rehab, if you've done uh, AA, and you're clean and sober, um, if it's one day, fucking good on you. One day, awesome. If it's a week, amazing. A year, good on you. Keep on doing it. Uh, Twenty one years, actually. Uh, uh, most of you guys know I'm a big fan of Nikki Six. Um, and Nikki six is 21 years is 21 uh, year anniversary of clean and sober past this week. So, uh, you know, like good on him, like for living the rock star life and being clean and sober is, is a hard thing. Oh, he wouldn't be around today if no, he didn't. No, he'd be gone. Right. Uh, but this is the thing is, is he's a living example of you can, you can kick it and still have your life still be who you are and still be creative without it. Because obviously he's continued to write music, he writes music for everybody, books and photography and the whole bit. So, um, just, yeah, if you, if you need help, there's help there for you. And like I said, when you make that first day clean and sober, congratulations, keep going second day, third day, 30th year, just keep going. If, if that's what you need. Um, so don't let anybody pressure you into drinking and please do not pressure anybody to drink. Yeah. Nope. Milkshakes are a thing of beauty. Remember that. Oh, I was in Toronto the other day and I had a thing. It was an oatmeal, strawberry, something. Oh my God, guys. I had little balls of like strawberry flavored liquid that when you ate them, they'd burst oh. in your mouth and the strawberry would go every, oh, is that, a, is, that a bu- is that what they call a bubble tea? A bubble yes. Tea? It was a bubble yeah. tea and oh my yeah. God. Yeah. It was okay, I got to take, I got to take you to my bubble tea place in Aurora. <clears throat> yes, you do. You got to take me a lot of places. I'm accounting on it. The Thunder Baby in one of them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aurora, how about you? Jesus. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> uh, I feel like, oh man, um, I, I really like what Mark said about trying local. If you're going to try something new, best way to do it is try local and find out what uh, what they do best you know, uh, with their local things. Um, there is a, there is a place it's called long slice brewery or whatever. It's the first time I've ever said, I like really, really liked a beer aside from a coffee stout, which I can't drink anymore. Um, because it has coffee in it, but, um, it's uh, a brewery in Toronto and they do like these like different kind of flavored beers. And they have this one that's a vanilla, like birthday cake tasting beer. And then they have one that's an orange tasting beer called uh, Princess Clementine or something like that. And you mix the two together and you get a creamsicle tasting um, beer. Um, So that's kind of an interesting combination of things if you want to try something different um, and fairly local. Um, I think you can get it at, uh, there's this pub called the Aviary in, in Toronto. Um, and yeah, like I said, I'm not a beer person. I don't like the flavor of hops. That's the problem that, that I have with that. So anything Mm. that's really like hops tasting, which is most beers, um, I, I just can't drink it. Um, so there's that. And then the other thing I would say is if you're not a drinker, you can still have fun, like mixing mocktails and stuff like that. I actually had, um a long conversation with jace actually the other night and they were talking about all these different replacements for alcohol like you can get non-alcoholic champagne and non-alcoholic 
uh, wine and non-alcoholic beer and non-alcoholic yeah. gin and yeah. other things like that. Um, and you can still make mocktails yeah. um, from that stuff and have fun with it. Like whatever the reason you're not drinking, mental <clears throat> health reasons, you know, wanting to be sober, you know, having a kid, right? Um, stuff like that. Um, I mean, a kid would drive fun. me to drink. I don't know about the not. <laughs> <laughs> well, as a woman, you're going with that. Like as a woman, when you're pregnant. Oh, while you're um, pregnant, yes. Yeah, you, shouldn't, you shouldn't drink. That is not. That's not a good thing. Fair um, enough. So, Unless I mean, you really don't want the kid, a lot and then of you know, have mom tails or mocktails. Mocktails, yeah. Um, yeah mo mocktails are a big thing. I I did um, I did photography for a charity event uh, in my previous life. Um, with the, my previous company, I used to do the chair. All the I used to do all the charity event photography, and they did, always did uh, mock mocktails in a movie. Uh, and I did a cinema down in Oshawa, and I yeah. used, used to do the photography for it. Yeah, it was fun, you know, because I mean, just because you you like a pina colada doesn't mean there has to be rum in it. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You can like the flavor of a drink, like a mojito or something like that, and not have the yeah. and not have the alcohol. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Is there a yeah, cat I, meowing I keep, in the background? Oh, can you hear what Dixie? We're laughing at? Yeah. Was that? Yeah, <laughs> I, I heard one of mine, but yeah, yeah, like I keep I keep um, Mox Clamato Caesar uh, juice. Oh, here uh, she is. In in my fridge all the times, and sometimes I'll just pour a glass of just. Oh yeah, it tastes the same. Yeah, it tastes the same, especially when you put the worst sure 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 sure. Yeah. Oh, sometimes <laughs> I don't even do that. I just. I don't. I, I don't always put the wash your sister sauce in it. But uh, yeah. <laughs> why is your sister sauce? Um, I think for for myself, I'm going to echo the drink responsibly, but add to it respect the booze. Yeah. Respect what alcohol can actually do to your system. Yeah. Um, understand how it um, dehydrates you. Understand how it affects your brain. Understand that one beer is fine. Two beers, you're two beer bry. Three beers. That could be something different, right? <laughs> so <laughs> respect the booze. <laughs> yeah. And and it's funny that, you know, um, Nikki Six quit his addictions yeah. and, and survived. Yeah. And, and then there's Willie Nelson. Yeah. Who, <laughs> you know, I don't think he'll ever, he is, you can smoke Willie Nelson. I yeah, mean, him and Snoop Dogg, yeah. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> oh, um, and the last thing, to Aurora's point, how you can blend drinks, uh, Rickard's Red and a Rickard's White blended together is actually really nice too. I don't know if you ever Interesting. tried that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Try that. Ever, ever tried an Irish car bomb? No. They take a Ooh, pint I of Guinness and they drop a, a, it's a half pint of Guinness and they drop a shot of Bailey's in it. Ooh, I, weird. Thought it was Ooh, yeah. I think that would right? curdle. And, and you, and you try, well, <laughs> funny you say that. <laughs> so you, you drop it in and you slam it back. You don't drink it. You don't drink it slow. You, you have to slam it back. And so the waitress brings them to the table and, and she's like, okay. So, so I'm like, what do you do? She goes, take the shot and you drop it in and then you drink it back, but you got to drink it fast. And I go, okay, why is that? And she says, because the Guinness will curdle the Baileys. I'm like, yeah. so it, I drink it and it curdles in my stomach. She goes, yeah, much. Yeah, but you got stomach acids. Had, That's what they're for. I had one. <laughs> the car bomb comes after you drink it. And <laughs> closing the show, I'm going to end it with, on a future episode, we're going to have a whole show about creative ways to clean puke off your car. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Because <laughs> that's a needed a needed episode for a lot of people. 
Anyway, yeah. guys, this has been fun. We've gone way over time. Yeah, um, yeah. I might be a little bit hot water here. So we're oh, fine. yes, yes. We got to <laughs> say goodnight. Yeah. Aurora, Mark, Sean, love you guys. Thank you so much for doing this this week and all every week. And we'll talk to you later. And uh, awesome. everybody who watches, thank you too. Don't forget, subscribe to our channel. I know that we go long sometimes, but we have such a good time doing yeah, this. And hopefully – Hopefully there's some transfer of benefit somehow yeah. for you watching our show and you tell your friends about it and then they yeah. start watching and then we end yeah. up with 5 million subscribers because we only have 150 and then um, down the road, <laughs> you know, it'll be fun. Anyway, <laughs> we're having a great time. <laughs> See y'all next all week. Right. Have a great week. Bye-bye. Good night, everyone. Good night. Wait, you got to look up in the corner. What I wouldn't give to be 16 in the 70s and own my first car for two grand. Yeah. yeah, but getting two grand in the 70s is a lot harder than it is today. Yeah, I know. Yeah. 50 cent coke and all that other stuff. Yeah, fucking that's <laughs> windows. <nice. laughs> Oh, you mean Coca-Cola? <laughs> uh, I was going to say, I don't remember balls being 50 cents. Brian, I was going to say, like, never that cheap. I don't know what yeah. you're talking about. Yeah.